1: It was probably, I don't know, five or six years ago. I was in between jobs and I was invited to play in a golf outing in Ashland. And I was there and I got hooked up with somebody who was part of a nonprofit. And he said, What do you do? And I said, Well, I'm between jobs right now. And he said, Well, then you ought to start your own nonprofit. And I was like, No, I got little girls and. Eventually, I'm going to have college educations and weddings to pay for. I need to make some money. And he's like, oh, well, you, you don't know about nonprofits. Like, you can make a lot of money in a nonprofit. I mean, silly me. Like, I thought nonprofit meant, like, nobody makes any money, right? Or you work for peanuts. And some are like that. Some genuinely do serve the people that they are supposed to serve. And then there are others that don't, including the Columbus Downtown Development Corporation. Now, you say, wait, I never heard of the Columbus Downtown Development Corporation, but you sure have been talking about them a lot this week on your show, Bruce. Yes, I have. I have. I started talking about them a couple of days ago when they were going to build a $10 million bike path in downtown Columbus with money that they're getting from the COVID money. Follow the logic here. That the state of Ohio did not use for COVID, but now comprises what is called the the state's, I laugh at the absurdity, the state's super-duper fund. The super-duper fund. It's a thing. The Senate has $350 million to dole out. The House has $350 million to dole out. Do I hear any of my representatives saying we should give this money back? No. I don't hear that. And $10 million of it has been handed over to the Columbus Downtown Development Corporation to build a fancy schmancy bike path in downtown Columbus. Not for affordable housing, not for any of the other supposedly raging needs we have in Columbus and Central Ohio, but for a $10 million bike path. And $10 million for a new downtown music hall for the Columbus... Symphony Orchestra. I like symphony orchestras. They're fine. Strikes me, wealthy people go to symphonies. If they want a new symphony hall, maybe the wealthy people who go could contribute and they could build one. But the Columbus Downtown Development Corporation, what is it? Well, it's a nonprofit. So let's go back and read, shall we, the CDDC's original 2002 incorporation paper. Shout out to Bill Bush, Columbus Dispatch, for the reporting today. The CDDC, Columbus Downtown Development Corporation's original incorporation papers on file with the Ohio Secretary of State explain it exists, pay attention kids, exclusively for charitable and educational purposes. That's that's a noble purpose. In conducting redevelopment and economic development activities using both public and private funds. Okay, we're good so far. Now it gets interesting. Both organizations and corporation filings say no part of earnings, and I quote, shall inure to the benefit of any private person, including directors or officers, with the exception of paying reasonable compensation for services rendered. See, that takes me back to the golf outing where I thought, well, if I start a nonprofit, I'm probably allowed to take a salary, but it would have to be reasonable, right? And I would... I'm a capitalist, man. I like making money. (laughs) Okay. So, in the incorporation papers, charitable, educational purposes, no private person can, can get any benefit, including directors or officers, except for reasonable compensation for services rendered. So, is that what's happening at the Columbus Downtown Development Corporation? It does not appear so. According to Mr. Bush's story in the dispatch today, the CDDC and Capital South, its sister operation, paid its former president and CEO, Guy Warley $1.1 million in 2022 and $890,000 in 2021. Maybe it's a hard job, Bruce. Wait, let me finish the sentence. Despite him leaving the job in March of 2021. This is like, wait till Fannie Willis hears about this and Nathan Wade. Nathan Wade's going to make the he's underpaid as Fannie Willis's lover. And I would, by the way, argue, too, that anybody that has to go on vacations with Fannie Willis, I hope you're getting paid well. Because that's sure, no, I wouldn't even do it for that. The nonprofits together employed 44 people in 2021. Guess who's behind this boondoggle? Oh, in a Democratic city like Columbus, Ohio, all Democrats in major offices in the city. Would, I don't know, Andrew Ginther, the mayor of Columbus, be behind this? Or would maybe Michael Coleman, Andrew Ginther's predecessor, who started the ruination of our great city and Andrew Ginther's doing his best to finish it? Would either of those two guys be part of this Nonprofit that's not supposed to benefit people, not supposed to pay them outrageous amounts of money, supposed to do public things. Would either of these two gentlemen, Ginther and Coleman, be behind this? Well, Ginther's probably jealous because he only makes two hundred twenty-one thousand dollars a year to go golfing every other day at OSU Scarlet and Great golf courses. But let's track this according to the reporting of Bill Bush. He says Warley's pay two million bucks in twenty twenty-one and twenty-two after he retired. Dwarfs what the Columbus Downtown Development Corporation hands out in grants to beautify downtown in the summer. They spent six hundred and sixty-three grand on flowers in downtown Columbus in 2022. Uh, back to Ginther and back to Michael Coleman. Guess who created the Columbus Downtown Development Corporation? That would be... Former Columbus Mayor Michael Coleman. He created it. When asked by the dispatch if he was aware of this astronomical compensation to Mr. Worley, current Mayor Andrew Ginther responded through his spokesperson, Robin Davis, your questions should be directed to the CDDC board. Mayor Ginther does not vote on board actions. He does not vote on board actions. That is fair. He does, however, nominate two-thirds of the CDC, C C D C board. So he can't comment on actions taken by a board that made the decision to pay this Worley guy two million bucks after he left his job, even though Ginther nominated two-thirds of the people who made possible Mr. Worley getting this money. Wow, this is amazing. Michael Coleman, who, by the way, after being mayor, what, three terms? Or was it four? Felt like six. Mike Coleman is now a city hall lobbyist. Boy, that's convenient. Bill Bush says he did not return a telephone call left with his office. I am shocked. Aren't you shocked? I am. Guess who's on the CDDC board? Oh, Mike Coleman would be on the board. Guess who nominated him? Andrew Ginther. Oh, but now we're in 2024, and Coleman, who was the chairman of the board, uh, left the board. Probably because the uh, heat under his seat started to get a little hot. Now, I'm not saying this organization hasn't done a good job. There, I'm sure, are projects downtown in Columbus that look really good. But I would also be very safe in saying that this all looks very, very fishy that a nonprofit is paying its director when in its founding documents it said, we're not going to pay anybody exorbitant amounts of money. We're going to do good things, private, private contributions. We're going to do charitable things. We're not going to be a money pit where the people on the inside make tons and tons and tons of money. And that's exactly what it's deteriorated into. And as we've told you throughout this week, they don't want to answer a single question about anything. Go ask the mayor. I don't know anything. Go ask the board. Go ask the board. No, we can't say anything. Wait, the mayor appointed two-thirds of you. Why can't the mayor say anything? Always spokesman goes, ah, uh, Mayor Ginther's in a meeting. Is his cell phone working? Could he call me tonight? No, sorry, he can't. What about Mike Coleman? Could he call? No, he can't be reached for comment either. Ugh. Meanwhile, they can't afford hundred grand to keep the gardens going over at Linden. Now, I'm a literal person. You tell me something, I take that you mean exactly what you say. I hear a word. I assume that the word is not, like Fonny Willis said, cash, fungible. You say Supreme Court unconstitutional to me. I'm saying, okay, Supreme, they're the authority. Unconstitutional, can't do it according to the laws of our land. But... Not everybody's a literal person like I am. And unfortunately, one of the people who is not a literal person like I am is our president, Joe Biden, who yesterday in California, where he's shilling for more campaign money, announced that he was forgiving. Another billion plus in outstanding student loans. You say, wait a minute, didn't the Supreme Court say he couldn't do that? Yes, they did. If you're keeping track at home, we're now up to, I think, $138 billion. Biden has since wiped off the books, but not wiped off somebody paying it. And guess what? Congratulations. You and I, the American taxpayer, gets to pay it for the people who went to college and are probably making a pretty good living because college graduates statistically do pretty well. But not well enough to pay off their loans, apparently. Here's Joe Biden yesterday saying, hmm.
0: Supreme? Unconstitutional? Nah. Early in my term, I announced a major plan to provide millions of working families with debt relief for their college student debt. Tens of millions of people in debt were literally about to be canceled, their debts. But my MAGA Republican friends in the Congress, Mm. elected officials, and special interests stepped in and sued us. And the Supreme Court blocked it. Blocked it. But that didn't stop me. I announced we were going to pursue alternative paths for student debt relief for as many borrowers as possible. And that's the effort that's been underway the last two years.
1: Aren't we lucky that he won the election and that the adults are back in charge and that order has been restored and that we don't have a dictator in the White House? Somebody who would just disregard a Supreme Court decision in a blatant effort to just buy votes. Aren't Aren't we lucky? We are so lucky. Now, prior to the Supreme Court saying that Joe Biden couldn't just write student loans off the books. There was somebody else. I have a hard time understanding her because of her clattering dentures. Somebody else said Joe Biden couldn't do it either.
0: People think that the president of the United States has the power for debt forgiveness. He does not. He can postpone. He can delay. But he does not have that power. That would has to be an act of Congress.
1: That was Nancy Pelosi saying that. Now, if you get away with forgiving student loans when it's unconstitutional, I suppose you think you're Superman and you can get away with lying about your policies that cause a major invasion of the United States of America. Uh, Here is Joe Biden uh, explaining why the U.S. southern border, and I would add northern border, are Utter catastrophes.
0: The only reason the border is not secure is Donald Trump and his MAGA Republican friends.
1: Oh, the only reason. Not the 94 executive orders that Biden signed when he took office undoing remain in Mexico, Title 42 and all those Trump policies that were keeping the border under control. But Trump and the GOP are the reason. And of course, you know what was it a week two ago, we had the bipartisan giveaway bill from James Langford, turncoat Republican from Oklahoma, who wanted to give Joe Biden the ability to like basically never shut the border. You said, "We oh, no, no. 5,000 a day was the limit, Bruce." Yeah, but also in the bill was the president didn't have to pay any attention to that. So they're going to give him something that he already was doing, which was paying no attention to it. And. Biden has said repeatedly that he needs more authority to shut down the border.
0: All I can do. Give me the power. I've asked the very day I got it off. Give me the border control. Give me the people. Give me the people to judge. Give me the people who can stop this and make it work less.
1: If you couldn't hear that over the din of the helicopter blade, which is Joe Biden's favorite way of engaging with the American public, you say, well, that's his way of engaging with the media. Well, that's how you hear from him. So when he chooses to disrespect you by talking over a helicopter blade to stooges who lick his boots every day, except for Peter Doocy, he is, in fact, disrespecting you. He says, give me the power. I need." Yeah, there's one thing Joe Biden needs more of. It's power. The guy who won't pay attention to the Supreme Court. He needs more power. Give me the judges. Give me the Border Patrol. Give me, give me, give me, give me, give me, give me. Well, now, in advance of his State of the Union address, next month, the White House is putting out there that Joe Biden is going to issue an, wait for it, executive order to... Get the border under control. Wait, I thought he couldn't do that. I thought he didn't have the power. My guess is these policies, if in fact he decides to do them, and by the way, he's being fought doing them by squad members like AOC and Pramila Jayapal and others in the radical, well, I mean, come on. There isn't a radical wing of the Democratic Party, Bruce. They're all radicals. The most radical wing of the Democratic Party. Joe Biden's got a problem because they want the border open. They want Israel not to try to erase Hamas, who showed us on October 7th they're trying to erase Israel. So Joe Biden's got a tough needle to thread, even though he's got the media in his back pocket to help him thread it. He's got to try to act supportive of Israel while telling everyone that Israel's war against Hamas is over the top, and he has to try to appease people, which is about 80% of Americans, who are sick and tired of the dysfunction on our southern border without alienating the 20% wackos, Jayapal, AOC, Cory Bush, Ilhan Omar, Dan Goldman, and other whack jobs, who think that the border ought to remain wide open. And why do they want their border to remain wide open? Well, I guess because Eric Adams likes paying $4.7 billion in New York to take care of migrants and hand them $10,000 gift cards with no vetting. By the way, does anybody think that will be possibly capitalized on by Mexican drug cartels that they might flood New York City with people who will get a $10,000 gift card to buy. I'm sure they'll buy amenities and everything with it. I'm sure they won't send those gift cards back to the drug cartels for some nefarious purpose. This is an example of why this next presidential election is so consequential and why I'm worried about where we head as a country because on the Republican side of the ticket, and every poll shows this, we had multiple candidates who could have easily defeated Joe Biden as president. But many of you are so immersed in your love for Donald Trump that you cannot see his vulnerability as a national candidate. You ignore the fact that he lost in 2018 and 2020 and 2022. I don't know what kind of night we're going to have at the Lacey Chameleon on March the 20th because I know Gallagher's all in on Trump.